You're listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin, making the real estate journey accessible to anyone. Hey friends, thanks for joining us again. You're watching Guts and Grind. I'm here with Siju Koshi. I'm Sajin Abraham and you are watching episode 36. We're going to be talking about the inspection period. If you listened to the previous episode, we talked like we're in series two of season two and we're talking about your offer has been accepted. And now what do we do? And the previous episode, we talked about earnest money and option period. So doing a little bit more of a deep dive, we're going to go talking about that option period and what you do in that option period. Before I dive in, Siju, how are you doing? Good, my brother. How are you? Doing well, man. I'm in the middle of a project right now. We're trying to wrap that thing up. It's uh, moving fast, which is great. You know, we want to turn it around quickly, but there's just a bunch of surprises that are that are coming up that are not fun, but it's a long play, right? We're not hey, trying to get rich quick. We're just slow and steady wins the race, right? That's what we're trying to do. Hey, that's what keeps life fresh, man. You can't just go with the standard updates and then you got to right, have a yeah. busted toilet. Speaking of, I had a busted toilet that happened in one of my houses that I thought oh. was perfectly ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Walk in, my realtor goes, Hey, did you get the um the carpet shampooed by chance? I was like, I was like, no. He was because they're slowly soaked. I'm like, I'm like, what oh, the no. heck happened? You know, it's uh, yeah, but it's like it's it's a part of the game. Like it definitely is, right? Like, yeah. what do you what are you gonna do about it except for fix it, right? Oh yeah, but, uh, it surprises, but that's the name of the game, right? Yeah, and I think it, it's kind of it's good to have those scars, right? Like a little war story to hundred percent to know to look what to look out for, because honestly. Now you'll probably look when you get to your next house, you probably might inspect the toilets and say, hey, man, like how how legit is it? Is this going to ruin my carpet or what am I going to do? Right. So or I won't have stories to tell on the show. Hello. Exactly. Right. <laughs> if you don't have horrible things happen, like what are we going to share on the show? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's dive in. So I talked about it, the option period. Right. And in the previous episode, we talked about you buy your option period to give you some time to do a deeper dive on the property and like run inspections, right? So we're talking like, I say option period, this is really the inspection period, right? We're getting yep. the house checked out. Typically you want a professional, a third party to come in and check out the property for you and really do a deep dive. And yeah. so they'll they'll run through the entire house and scope everything out to say, hey, there's issues here, things are fine there or whatever. And that's kind of what you want when in this inspection period because it gives you the opportunity to know what's coming up, right? We talked 100%. about- you know, like Sidji was talking about how his toilet busts and stuff like that. There's some things that you can't, you know, things just happen, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes the inspectors can't catch all those things, but whatever they can catch, at least you can mentally prepare for. So that's basically what we're talking about when we talk about inspection periods. So you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, the inspector itself, I say, is one of the resources, you know, we talked about the lender, real estate agent. I think inspector is probably just another one of those of your team that you should have that should be a regular and you know if you're getting into this journey of buying you know a few houses you'll, you'll probably use him multiple times right sure. you can even yeah. use him for your new house that you're buying for your primary you want somebody that has been there and is seasoned in looking at houses and looking for issues specifically yeah. you know to you and i that our naked eye you know we think like oh yeah there's just a crack by the window. It's that's we just slap some paint over it, right? Whereas he may see that crack and he sees it as a diagonal crack that's going from the corner of the window and knows that that's a typical foundation crack right. that that forms from you know a slack or a slump foundation, right? So things like that are only going to be a professional that can actually kind of point those things out. And then you'll learn that as well. 
So yeah. you'll learn that going through the journey with him. Cause I actually have an inspector that I use all the time. He knows me. I call him, he's there, but his eye, I trust his eye because he's been to so many houses, right? He's been to hundreds of houses that he's seen, you know, damages, good stuff, bad stuff, all of it. He knows what the code is that, that needs to abide by for inspection. And so you want a seasoned guy that's there looking at this house because, you're, again, you're trying to identify all the issues potentially that are coming out of this house and what you're getting yourself into. So, again, I, I lump him also into our group of, you know, the real estate agent, the lender, as well as having an inspector. So it's a good thing to have if you're kind of going down this journey, especially to have a professional do it. For sure. I, I, to I totally agree. And kind of to piggyback on what you're saying, these are things that you could do yourself, right? Like oh, there's yeah. a lot of things you could do yourself, but sometimes it's better to have the professional involved, right? Like you could be your own realtor. You could be your own plumber. You could be your own electrician, but are you going to be a master of it? Right. And so when you're doing these things, like sometimes it's good to pull the trigger and say, I will pay the money to have a professional eye come out there and identify the things that I will miss. Cause like, even though like Sijin, I've been doing this for a while, there's still things that we will miss. Like we'll guarantee me. Cause like our mind is investor mind. We're not inspector mind, right? Like we, we have to be, we have to oversee it all, but it's like, it's better to have the pros in there. Right. So moving forward, this is something that you have to understand. Like it's a very time sensitive activity, right? You, you don't want to sit on your hands after the contract's been made. Usually the option period is like a 10 day or five day period, whatever's negotiated. And so you want to make sure that you have your inspector lined up in there and have the report ready before that time period is up. Right. And so, so just be mindful of that when you're going through this whole process, because you don't want to sit there and say on day nine, oh yeah, my inspector just walked in. And then on day 13 or 14, the inspector gives you the report. Your time is lapsed. Right. And yeah. so the report is still helpful because as you own the house, now you know what to look out for, but then you lose the ability of doing more things like being able to renegotiate or whatever it might be. So that's something to keep in mind when you're, when you're dealing with an inspector, you want to, and like what Sidhu was saying, I have the same thing. I have a trusted inspector that's ready and willing to get out there as soon as possible. And I feel like that's important because time matters, right? You, you don't want to just like kind of let things kind of slide and never get the report in and get the full benefit of that inspection report. I, I will add to that. So I, I agree. And generally I'll give my process of what I do is when I know I'm about to go under contract, I'm already texting my inspector before yeah. I even go under contract or the day of, right? Before it's even officially executed, I literally just text him and say, hey, what's your schedule look like? Because you have to yeah. be mindful that, hey, he, he's got a schedule too, right? And yeah. Saj, I think you brought up a great point that it's not just getting the inspection done. You also have to make sure that you get the report back, right? And within your five to 10 days, because you need time to review that report, highlight it, see what areas that you can kind of, you know, you need to have negotiations or areas for negotiations for the deal. So you need time to review it. You, you need to give the inspector time to, uh, you know, do the actual report and be, uh, build it back. The guy that I use, he's awesome. So I, again, I'll hit him up for the week and say, Hey, what, what's your day looks like? I have a five day option period. He'll say, this is my schedule. And he generally, generally good inspectors will get you their reports back that day or the following day. They should be a 24 hour turnaround time. So you got to kind of factor that into your option period. As I said, because once that option period is lapsed, you basically just have an expensive inspection report that you can't do anything right. with, right? And um, you can't do anything with the findings of the house. So just be mindful of that. That's going to be key. And that's going to be, you know, very important whenever you're talking about staying within time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, you're, you're totally right. I guess the next point we wanted to talk about is actually identifying the issues. And I, th I think, Sid, you kind of touched on that a little bit, but 
once that inspection report is furnished, a good inspector will kind of highlight the items that are like, hey, these are things that you need to look out for. These are things that are not so serious. These are things maybe five or 10 years down the road you need to consider. So in my process, I kind of look at that and say, I, I look at it and like, what can I use in this report to say, hey, you need to lower the price of the house. That, that's, that's basically what I'm trying to do when I, when I get an inspection report. And also like, so that's one level. What are like the heavy hitters where I could say, all right, let's reduce the price because this is going to cost this much to get it done, right? The next level would be like, all right, I can't reduce the price of the house or, you know, the terms of the agreement, but at least I know for the future, all right, the AC has six more years of life left. So in within six years, I need to save up to be able to replace that AC unit. So those are kind of the things that you could do when you identify the issues that are found on the inspection report. Yeah. And to add on to that, for identifying issues, you know, I'll take it back another level. It's, uh, I'll give you story time right now. <laughs> uh, one of my houses, actually, so we had the inspector go in again, talk about experience. You know, we're walking the outside of the house. Something that I would never look at is if you look up and down the actual foundation of the base of the foundation, you'll see little ant tunnels that go up and down the foundation. So I thought I always thought that was just normal dirt ants build up into it. But he goes, dude, those are termite tunnels. And so it's something that I would have not normally looked right. at, right? Or not Why even, would you? Yeah. Why would you even know, right? Yeah. And so again, huge red flag, obviously, right? It could be a big major issue. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. It was very preliminary. But again, just to, to learn those things, I won't gain that knowledge if I'm not there with the inspector. So I generally try to go there and be there with the inspector every time when he's doing the inspection because he's walking through me and really I'm getting preliminary report before I get the report already. Yeah. So I'm already getting what's going to be highlighted as, as the big major issues up front. Basically him giving me his report is just the official way of closing the loop. So yeah. I like to actually go in there because this is generally my first time probably in the house, like deep diving the house anyway. So when the inspector's there, I actually like to be there with him. He, he tells me straight up, he goes, Hey dude, you have a problem with this or you have um, an issue with the fount of uh, the roof is, you know, probably on his last leg or what, whatever. And I'm already, I'm already in my head calculating, Hey, what I can negotiate, what can right. I bring to the table? And so it's essentially a preliminary report for me. So that's something that I like to do and maybe something that you guys can kind of probably do as well. In addition to being a preliminary report, it's also a free education. Well, not oh, a free yeah. education. You're paying for it, but it's a very <laughs> inexpensive education when you think about it. Cause like you walk it with a professional and so that way, when you walk your next property on the first one, when you're just doing a walk through the property, you could start identifying things and say, mm -hmm. is this worth it? Is this going to be a major financial hit or is this going to be just a minor, you know, makeup on a, on a pig kind of thing and just kind of be done with it. Right. So like, it, it just helps you be a little bit more sharper when you're moving forward in your investment portfolio, when you're growing it. Right. So if you have the time, you should accompany your, your inspector because you learned so much. I used to do that too. Like now I'm at a point where I just trust him and I kind of have an eye for it now, but there's also still, there's still things I miss, but you know, timing is a thing, right? Like if I can't do it and this stuff has to happen, let it happen. Right. But if you could be there, you should be there. Like it's, it's definitely beneficial. So basically what we're trying to say is you need to line up an inspector, understand that it's time sensitive, and then identify the issues with your inspector. And then the last hit would be build that punch list. Like, like after you digest the report that's furnished to you, build your punch list and, you know, to identify what repairs or innovations need to happen. And so that's super important because you could use that for negotiation, or you could use that for your own future. Like, all right, this is what I need to look out for in the future. Or even if you're just renovating it, 
like you know what what things that you need to focus your money on because you know it, it's kind of nice to you know the hgtv you walk into a house and you're just doing a bunch of hey we're gonna do a fresh coat of paint and we're gonna put like new countertops and cabinets and blah 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 that's all good and that's all important but those are really just looks like you don't know what's going on behind the walls right like is the piping okay is the sewer line okay is the ac gonna die out on you like those things are really the foundation like those kind of things are super important to know and those are heavy hits when it comes to financial you know when you're dumping money into fixing things those are big those are big ticket items uh Sid, you any more uh, final comments no, I, I completely agree with you. And, and for those of you who don't know what a punch list is, it's basically a term that comes out of any kind of project management type activity. So it's just a, a list of things that you need to knock out. So I, you know, it's basically a to-do list. And, and so Saj mentioned, so when you're going through these inspections, you know, jot it down. Don't, don't just get it in your head, right? Like write, write them down. I actually make, I get on my phone, I, I open up notes and say, hey, all right, this is one, two, three Main Street. You know, there's a toilet that needs to be replaced on the first floor, you know, the outside needs to be painted. I literally list out everything in my walkthrough as, as a to-do. And, and even if it's not something that I, I'm going to negotiate with the seller for a negotiating uh, piece of it, it's something for me to do once I do get the property in my hand. So, yeah. you know, I have to go through it and, and eventually those, those things got to get done, whether, you know, you purchase the house, you know, and you want to get it out to the market and get it out there for uh, somebody else to live in. So, so make, make a habit of just kind of jotting that stuff down. And then like Saj said, you know, if there's something long-term, you know, you, at least you, you're aware of it and you can kind of budget for it, whether it's an AC or a new roof or whatever it is in the next few years. With that said, I have a story time. I know we talked about inspection and how important it is, right? But I do want to add a caveat because like this market is crazy right now. And so, and I think we, we touched on it on the previous episode, but what I typically do, the, the properties that I'm buying are, they're just, they're run down and they're like, Cause I'm trying to buy them at a discount. Right. And so with that, as a negotiation tool, I say, don't give me the option period. And with no option period, I, I forego the inspection as well. So I, I save money on the option money. And I also save money on the inspection because I know that I'm going in there and I'm going to renovate the entire thing. I know that I have to gut the whole house on certain properties. So like the property I'm working on now, I knew that like everything needed to change, like everything. And I, I also knew like, all right, there's a risk of knowing, like there's going to be issues with the, with the plumbing. There's going to be issues possibly with electrical, things like that. Right. So you have to kind of walk in knowing that, Hey, you might get these extra hits, but like we said before, time is a uh, precious, right? And so if you're delaying giving your offer and putting it in, you're adding more contingencies to say, Hey, we need 10 days option period, stuff like that. There's potential that you'll lose the deal. Right. So Every house, every property is a case by case basis, right? There's no blanket rule that you just put on every single property. Like these are just guidelines. And so you should follow, follow what you need to do for on a property by property basis. The ideal situation, get the inspector, get the option period, all that stuff, but just kind of know the market and know what you're doing as you move forward. Any other thoughts on that after, uh, before I close it out? No, I agree with you hundred percent. It's, um, it's, it's a creative market. You have to get super creative, man, to get those deals approved. Um, it's just so tight, the competition, right? It's, it's, it's what's yeah. going to set you apart and whatever's going to shorten the buying period for the, um, for the seller. Like they want to unload that house, right? So yeah. if they can shorten it by five days, they're going to do whatever they, they're going to accept that offer, right? Yeah. So yeah, so all good points. I agree. Awesome. With that said, thanks again for joining. It's uh, it's awesome that you clicked on this and that you're watching this. And if you're wa- if you're still watching it right now, thank you. Thanks for watching the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> you get a gold star. Thank you. 
Um, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. If you found this helpful, like leave comments. Like we, we love reading that stuff. And if you have questions or even add-ons that you want to throw into the, um, to this conversation, please do like, please don't hesitate. With that said, we're signing off. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin. Be sure to tune in next time.